Troy, WGY-FMHD2 Albany, W240EC Albany, Fox Sports 980 and 95.9 FM. Another uh, beautiful, gloomy day here in the Capital Region. It's it's one of those ones that, like, you can't really complain too much, though, because, like, you know, down in Hudson, they got it way worse. And, and there's, there's, there's worse places to be, but the rain is just, it, it's making me a little sleepy. I'm not going to lie to you guys. A little, a little doze. Sleepy? Is that little, a thing? I'm a little dozy. I'm a little dozy. Like, I'm just kind of looking at it all, just putting my head down for a second. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. I'm back. Um... Listen, I'm I'm fired up though. I'm fired. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. This is like one of the only days this week we're going to be in studio. This is the summer start. It really is. Last week was weird for us. We got bumped by the Red Sox. We had some different variety of shows. The summer starts on July 10th. I don't know how many people agree with that statement. Usually, yeah, it's say, I'm not going. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Too hot of a take. <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> you burning up the airwaves. You you are. It's crazy. Um. Yeah, well, no, because so tomorrow we're at Mohawk Chevrolet, then we're in studio Wednesday, and then Thursday we're at Rivers Casino Resort, and then Friday we're at the track. That's right. So we we uh, I can't count on good shows because we're going to be traveling. So I think it'll be they'll be passable. We'll do our best. <laughs> passable radio is what we're looking for here. Um, unpassable, almost like a mid-season report card in the New York Yankees. I was so miserable yesterday. Like when you when you find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. It's just so obnoxious. Like two starts after a perfect game, after six innings of one hit ball, you don't let Domingo Herman go back out. And granted, there were some gaffes and whatever, but it just like the bullpen gets shelled. Oh, I wonder why the bullpen got shelled. Because you're overusing them. You're overusing the bullpen. Like to the point where Boone didn't even really have an answer. It's like, did you pull him too early? It's like, yeah, maybe. I might have actually. Like there's just it's one of those situations where, I, as as a, as a Yankee fan, I know you probably already heard people talk about this, all these other things. I just have to get it off my chest. It drives me insane how analytical this team has become, where it's like, well, uh, technically, as you notice, there's no reason to keep him in there because he's done his best work. Well, technically, like two games ago, he had a perfect game. So let, let the man pitch. Let him go. Let him throw. Save the bullpen for another inning or two. Maybe win a game going into the All Star break. How how crazy and fun would that be, huh? But no, they didn't do that. So I'm a, I'm I'm a very upset with Boone. I'm not. This is not a fire Boone conversation. I'm not that kind of guy. But I'm upset with Boone today. I don't like to phrase it like this, but doesn't that feel like a common sense loss? You know what I mean by this? Like, okay, here's an example, right? The uh, the Tigers over the last few days had that combined no hitter, but they yanked the pitcher with less than seven innings pitch, and it's like. I just let him go. He's pitching well. What are you saving him? What what is happening? He's doing well. Let him continue to play well. Don't don't overthink this. Common sense. Doing good. Let him continue to do good. Yankees pitching decisions. He's doing well. Let him continue to do well. Do not change anything. If you really see an injury, if you see him getting tired, may, you know what I mean? Like that out loud right. sounds like common sense. You on your couch, you listening, watching, some stuff fans see. You're there watching the game. No, 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 Boone. What are, you, what are you seeing that we're not? That is a common sense, a simple loss for the Yankees and a very, very frustrating loss for Yankee fans like you, LeVac, because this one wasn't hard to figure out. 
I'm glad you referenced the Boone pr- post-game press conference. Because when all of a sudden he's like, yeah, man, that was a bad decision. I don't know. Probably shouldn't have done that. That's when you get in your own way. Don't overthink things. You're not saving him. If it's, look, Levac, if it's mid-September and the Yankees have wrapped up the division and you want to save him for the wild card, totally different conversation we're having. It's July and you're fighting for a playoff berth. There's no need to send him down and watch what happens with the Cubs rallying. Well, and, and like your your bullpen is the top bullpen in all of baseball, even though they're beginning shelled, because you're overusing them. Like here here's the here's the problem, and and there is it's not all doom and gloom because I there is something else that has happened in Yankees land that that gives me hope. We the the analytics nerds have become so powerful and have taken over the world to the point where. I don't even know if Boone has a gut anymore. Like the days of I'm going to trust my guy and leave him out there. I I, I think are, are gone for Boone. I think there's one guy on the entire roster who has, who has say over, over analytics. And that's Garrett Cole. Because I see like when um, two days ago, when he bare hand stabs it, the ball hits his hand on the comebacker <clears throat> and Boone's about to come out. And Garrett Cole turns around and was like, no. You stay, you just stay where you are. I don't need you. I'm good. I think anybody else on this team, Rodon, Herman, all of them, I think they get the visit no matter what. He's going to come the rest of the way out. But Garrett Cole can, like, hey, listen, I'm, I make over $300 million. I am hands down the best pitcher you have. I may be the best player you have, especially until Judge is back. I'm the only starter you got in the All-Star game. You go sit in your dugout, little boy. You put, go go color. Go do whatever it is the analytic nerds let you do. You go do that. Everybody else is... <laughs> you bring up coloring? I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine Aaron Boone in the dugout? Pulls out a coloring book. SpongeBob he, is yellow, yes. Well, he did. It was. It's like, you ever... I, I've had it happen in other things, like where you're just... You, you go, hey, you need my help? I'm coming. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But, you know, there's almost like a dismissal from, from Cole. Like, don't be dumb enough to come out here. I will, I will school you in front of everybody. Like, he's the only guy to get away with that. There is, there's got to be a little more, you use the analytics towards your decision. It can't be your whole decision. And that's what it feels like it is with Boone, with everybody who's not named Garrett Cole. So, that being said, I will, I will point out the Yankees have done something that has not happened in the Hal Steinbrenner era. They have done something that Brian Cashman is staunchly against doing and fired a member of the management during a season. Hitting coach Dylan Lawson, get out of here. Take your analytics, take your coloring book, and get out. I just picture that, too, with the analytics nerds. Just like, I just like, one of these days, I think you're going to look over there and they have the clipboard out, and it's just going to be like a Ronald McDonald like playset that they – that they had from lunch. Because <laughs> they already did. Like, like the numbers are set. All you do is like, oh, well, it's this. So it's launch angle and this. It's not like, hey, I noticed your foot's in the wrong place. Like, it's, it's obviously not that. So the hitting coach is gone. This is the first time since Hal Steinbrenner took over for Hank. This is the first time, like, first time I can remember Cashman firing a coach, firing a manager during the season. They're bringing in Sean Casey, former all-star, member of uh, Major League uh, you know, MLB Network. He's going to be it for the rest of the season, see if there's something he wants to do. So Lawson 
analytics nerd. Casey, not so much. I don't believe he's an analytics nerd. No, Sean Casey, if you remember him as a player, and this goes back. He was on Boone's team with the Reds. Yes, he was. His time was sort of around Strahan's time, where Strahan and Casey were talking about it. These guys are going to be great media members because they had a great personality. They were warm and friendly. Casey was the guy that when you'd get on first base as an opposing player, hey, how's your family? How's your wife doing, man? Hey, how about that? He would chat you up all the time on first base. So... Which is perfect because then you're not paying attention to what's happening. At all. And there you go, gets picked off and stuff. <laughs> but the fact that Sean Casey is now the hitting coach, I'm curious how him and Boone are going to get together. And you mentioned they were teammates before, but they're very, it seems, different personalities. Boone can be pretty intense, even though he is now, as we've talked about, a numbers guy. And that's the way in which the Yankees have formulated this roster. That's how baseball goes. Where Casey seems like the laid back approach, not going to be yelling and screaming. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they're like, okay, the hitting coach right now is way too intense. It's not working. This is we need the opposite of this, right? Like there was a time where Joe Girardi versus Aaron Boone was viewed as opposites. Too old school, too intense. Let's bring in a media member who's more laid back and has a different style. Maybe those contrasting personalities in a dugout can spark something. Because Sean Casey has been known as one of the nice guys of baseball. I don't see him coming in there like Gordon Ramsay yelling and screaming. Well, all right, so I'm half asking this rhetorically and half like seriously. What what do they do? What does the hitting coach do? You know what I mean? Like, what do they do? I want to believe that this is what this is what the structure is going to be now. Sean Casey's gonna come in. He is going to work with with the hitters, the batters. He's gonna work with them in such a way that he thinks he's gonna get more out of them. They'll hopefully respond to it. Um, but he also, when it comes to advising Boone. Maybe he's more of a gut guy, okay? So I got my gut guy over here, and then I got a wing of nerds doing analytics over here. And they both come to Boone, and Boone and Cashman, because I know Cashman and Boone are are joined at the hip. They start making decisions with a little bit of, hey, I'm an all-star. Hey, I'm a major league hitter. Hey, I've watched the game. have lived the game, guys. Because that's the other thing. Dylan Lawson never even played in the majors. Like your former hitting coach is never even in the majors. He just was all about launch angle and exit velocity and all that stuff. So get a guy in here like this. I mean, if you really, really think about it, Lawson was lucky to have his job for the last couple of weeks because a a chicken parm dinner did more for Anthony Volpe's stance <laughs> than you did. You know, Volpe, if you don't know the story yet, he goes, he has dinner with Austin Wells and a couple of the guys from the minors they're watching like they're doing like a hitting clinic. Like they're putting the stuff up for him to to look at it. He's like, oh my God, I'm developing bad habits. And he started hitting better almost instantly. So like if I can fix my swing better over chicken parm than my hitting coach can, we need a new hitting coach. I'm just laughing here as Levac says this because I can just like see the conversation going down with Cashman and the Steinbrunners sitting down with Lawson being like, Okay, we, we thought you did pretty good in 2022. Aaron Judge had a really successful season. Ooh, Aaron Judge isn't playing. Mm, let's see what you do again. Volpe, chicken parm story. Mm, hey, can we sit down? What do you actually do again? Right. Have we been giving you too much credit over the course of your tenure here that all of a sudden now when things are going poorly, you're really not making adjustment? The hitting coach in comparison to cross sports, right? Like a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. We get that. That's scheme. We get the NBA assistant coach. Sometimes it's more about 
personality control and doing the X's and O's and doing the film crunching and everything else, the hitting coach got exposed fast. I, w- I wish I could tell a Yankee fan today, Sean Casey coming in is going to change everything. Sean Casey's got the secret. I'm not that strong on Sean Casey doing it, but they needed to have some type of spark heading into the all-star break. I would love to tell you that Sean Casey can push the Yankees into first place, but there's got to be a lot to be done before oh, I feel that confident. I don't even need that because I need, I just need to know that we're not just going by the book, right? Like, like I need to know that, that he's going to be the, that somewhere someone gets to say, Hey dude, leave him in or, or, Hey, I'm going to pinch hit, you know, whoever I'm going to pinch hit guys. Cause he's uh he's, it's a lefty versus uh righty. It's this, that, and the other thing. And then somebody looks over and goes, Goss is a .098 average. Why are you putting him in? Put put this guy in. Oh, but the analytics. Yeah, but he's hitting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping there's just somebody who's going to do that. So it's not just like, oh, well, the, you know, Matt, if you carry the seven, it says that LeVac should, should hit here. No, he shouldn't. He sucks. He's terrible. Yeah, but he, but he, but it's look. He did this. He he ties his shoes uh, with the the bunny ear method. It's, it's, this is this is the way. No, 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 it's not. Gaz is hot. Gaz is hot right now. Gaz is seven to ten. The last time we let him hit, let let Gaz go. Like that's what I'm hoping. I'm really hoping it's going to be somebody who who just comes in and common sense, if you will, instead of over analyzing with all the analytics. If if that be the case, it's just it's just a step in the right direction. Because it is funny you point out, hey, you're the you're a great hitting coach. Aaron Judge is is going to be the is you know MVP and he's home run king and of the American League. All these things. Aaron Judge uh, busted his toe up pretty bad. You're terrible. Get out. But <laughs> that quick, yeah. But I mean, Josh Donaldson, Rizzo's taking a step back. Volpe's developing bad habits that are noticed over dinner with your number one prospect, which. I don't know. Maybe it's time for the number one prospect to get a shot too. Maybe that'll help the offense. Well, Austin Wells in your life, like all these, all these things are going on. It's just I, I like it's something different. I guess that's where I'm at because you came into this year with the same same roster for the most part you had last year. You came into this year thinking everything was going to be okay. Things have not been okay. They've been they've been I all right I guess, but you're not even in a wild card position anymore. How about you do something different? Okay, how about we're gonna. We're gonna lop. We're not gonna fire Boone. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take out a major. You know, Cashman's not gonna go anywhere. But in. But we are gonna make a move, which we don't normally do. And everybody, you know, when you make a move and you don't normally make a move, everybody kind of goes, ooh. You know, another team does that. That's a little more volatile. I don't know, like the A's or whoever. They they, they do that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. It's a new hitting coach. Big deal. Whatever. No, this is like, okay, hold on, something's happening. There were some rumblings in the. Locker room in the New York fan base. When the Yankees go limping into the All-Star break, losing four of their last five games, you mentioned the standings of the uh, overall wild card and the division two, that they're not in a secure spot anymore. Change makes sense. Yeah. Even if it's a small change, it makes sense losing four or five. And the Yankee fan was really frustrated with all of that. And I think it is a combination of what you just laid out here, Levac to open the show, plus the end of the first half, even though it's more than half, the first half of this season of, boy, this is not the 2023 Yankee team we thought we were going to get wins and losses-wise by mid-July. I also wonder, too, like, it, these faster games with the bigger base pads and all this stuff, all these little changes, is that kind of, like, exposing it more? Like, is it is when you see a guy 
strike out three times in one game. And it used to be over the course of four hours, and now it's over like an hour and a half. It's like, wait, hold up. Did this just happen again? Am I in the Matrix? Like, like it almost feels like there's something to that, too, where it's just like, oh, but it's okay because he had a home run that one time. Yeah, but the next three times he got up, I, I got a wind burn in left field because he's swinging so fast at crap. Like, like can we can we do something different? <laughs> I just having some, just having a different voice in the room. Like, everything ebbs and flows, right? So it was go where you got, and then analytics came in. and went, Ooh, analytics. Ooh, now everybody does analytics. So it would be great if somebody else came in and went, Hey, you know, you can make decisions without math. <gasps> what? And then we just, we, we move forward uh, that way. LeVac guys, tomorrow, come hang out with us. We're going to be hanging out live over at Mohawk Chevrolet uh, right there in Boston Spa. Love Mohawk Chevrolet. Love the selection. Love the group. Um, all of our good friends are over there. I've been, I've been paying attention a little bit to the online stuff. And I'm telling you, the vehicles are flying out of that lot. Well, they're driving at a, at a decent speed out of that lot because – People are going and seeing this amazing selection of vehicles. They're meeting the amazing group and team uh, family, if you will, at Mohawk, and they're finding the right vehicle for them. Some people are doing it before they even get there by going to Car Bravo. So you get the Car Bravo set up, just tick off everything you're looking for. I want this kind of transmission, this kind of this. This is a sedan, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, it's got a selection of them for you, and you're buying it through Mohawk Chevrolet. So you have that great selection, even better than ever before, and now the service and everything you love from Walk Chevrolet all in one place thanks to Car Bravo. It's just awesome. So we'll be there tomorrow. Come by, say hello. We'd love to hang out with you. I can, uh, I'll, I'll show you my uh, monster truck, one of my buddy's kid's birthday over the weekend. He said, uh, Jeff's got a monster truck. And I'm like, you're damn right I do. I'm cool. And I got it from Mohawk Chevrolet. Uh, find new roads <laughs> to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet where they always go out of their way to please you. We're talking Home Run Derby next. LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 to 980. Hi, I'm Kyle at Blindster.com. Since 2010, Blindster has sold millions of custom blinds, shades, and shutters to satisfied customers across the country with 20,000 five-star reviews and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Custom blinds at low prices and free shipping. Blindster.com. College of St. Rose men's basketball coach Brian Bury is the longest-running camp director in the Capital District. Coach Bury runs his award-winning basketball camps at the state-of-the-art campus of Rensselaer High School. Fun and fundamentals. The full day of basketball programs runs from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. with early drop-off and late pickup available for children ages 7 to 17. Choose between one of two weeks or come to both. July 24th to 28th and July 31st to August 4th. BrianBuryBasketballCamp.com. 518-461-6132. My partners had told me I should get my knee replaced. I was in my 40s, and I decided that I wouldn't do that. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog, who found regenerative medicine years ago and became a believer. It changed my life around. It improved me to a point where I was able to jog again. That's when Dr. Herzog switched his focus from surgery to helping his patients with natural biologics. I've treated at least 5,000 patients. I believe your body has everything it needs to heal itself. Today, you'll find Dr. Herzog at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in this exciting field of medicine that can give lasting pain relief with no downtime, no drugs, and no surgery. I have patients coming up to me that I did 10 years ago saying, you know, Doc, my elbow's still working great. I'm playing tennis three days a week. Call QC Kinetics now to explore alternative ways to deal with your pain. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 838-900-3360. That's 838-900-3360. 838-900-3360. 
Hey, it's Goss here from Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Do you know what CPO means? That's certified pre-owned vehicles available now at Mohawk Honda in Glenville. I know from experience, I'm driving my pilot around the capital region, the best vehicle I've ever had in my life. I want you to have that same bragging right right now. Buy an affordable used vehicle with the benefits of a new car purchase. Mohawk certified pre-owned vehicles now available now at Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. Let's face it. Talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com. Ethoslife.com. Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap, flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials Light Trap. Insecticide-free protection. Now back to LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 and 9.80 AM Fox Sports Radio. Don't forget, you can always join the show by calling the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Those lines, 518-690-0980. Home Run Derby is tonight. I'm pretty pumped up for this one. I I, I know that like, I want Pete Alonso to win, right? Polar Bear's fun. He's exciting. Wait a second. Wait a second. Go, go on. Wait, why wouldn't I want Pete Alonso to win? I, I'm curious why you picked Pete Alonso. Just because of the New York tie? Well, then I just like him. Like, he's he's the polar bear. He's one. Like, as I go through the guys, the, I <laughs> I don't like Randy or Rosarena. I don't. I, I, that I would make don't. sense. I just okay. don't, right? Um, I haven't watched uh, Garcia from the Rangers play a lot. Uh, you're obviously going to root for the 15-year-old Oriole. <laughs> Doesn't he look like he's fifteen? <laughs> he's there are certain athletes when they come into the league, you're like, oh boy, I'm old. He is one of them just by looking at that face. Baby well, face assassin. When my daughter's first year of going from T ball to actual softball, so like, you know, T ball, they're all like they're tiny. Like everybody's the same size, whatever. So softball, we go to practice and there's like two kids there in the beginning. And these two these two little girls are they're tall. Like they're going to be basketball players, whatever. I so I'm looking at my daughter and I'm looking at them. I'm like, so we may have made a big jump here. We might. <laughs> <what I> mean. <laughs> and you know, the other kids come in and it's like it's like allergies. This guy looks like I feel like that. It's like like when he goes to batting practice with everybody else and they're shaving and he's like, his voice is still cracking. Is what it looks like for for home run derby. <laughs> um, but like Guerrero Junior is fun to watch. Um, Robert Junior is is probably the I think he's the favorite. But there's like two that I'm actually rooting for. I'm not going to root for Mookie Betts. I'm not going to do it, even though it would be funny to rub 
Sox fans knows. And, oh, he finally did it after he left you. <laughs> but, like, Pete Alonso, like, Pete's fun. Like, I like I like Pete Alonso. He, he, Pete Alonso could very well be my favorite non-Yankee player in the majors. We're going to see a lot of dingers tonight. Pete Alonso likes smashing dingers. He's had the history with this contest. This is the kind of insight you can only get on LeVac and Gods. There's going to be a lot of dingers, a lot of home runs during the home run derby. Okay, everybody? You feel free to tell your friends that. All right? You want to call into the Elevation 10,000 phone line and argue with me? I'll be ready. I'll, re- I'll <laughs> okay. be ready. I can't wait for tomorrow's headline. The fewest number of home runs in the history of the home run derby. <laughs> Somewhere Corey and Greenwich is like, ha! Huh? That was my point, guys. I'm putting my phone back down. I get the Alonzo thing because he has history of this. And when I think about great players in the home run derby, I know it's in Seattle, so maybe that's why he's my first name that pops in my mind. But I always think about Ken Griffey Jr. in the home run derby. And I know that's almost a dated reference now. But there are certain players who you think about the home run derby, and Ken Griffey Jr. is one of them. Pete Alonso is now in that discussion. Like when we think about the home run derby five years from now, 10 years from now, 50. Pete Alonso is now in that history, lineage, however we want to describe that because of the performances he's put on in the past. Other players I think about, I think about Josh Hamilton at Yankee Stadium and McGuire and Sosa, but Pete Alonso is right there in the greatest home run hitting performances we've seen. A lot of that has to do with the format and he continues to come back year after year. But I get why you want to root with Alonzo now. I just thought quickly, like Yankee fan rooting for the Mets, the New York connection. No, it's more than that. It's now I look forward to seeing Pete Alonso in the home run derby. I think that's yeah. a pretty cool thing to say. Well, and I like the Griffey thing. Griffey had that natural home run swing. I know everybody uppercuts a lot more now. The launch angle is such a big thing. We're just talking about analytics. But Alonzo's got that natural home run swing. He looks the part of a power hitter and he is i mean like that's what he is he's a power hitter i don't think anybody's ever gone to a mets game saw pete alonzo walk up to the to the plate and go just contact no you he gets up you start clamoring for a home run that's what you want that's who he is um i was thinking like you said yankee stadium when tito martinez when tito martinez won it and it was just like wait how did the hell did you do that like that was the perfect example of the right swing for the right stadium like that's that's what that was. The I'm down to two guys that I think win this thing tonight. And and just so you guys know, yeah, it is the it's the head to head format. Ooh, wait a second. You're not gonna save this for the play of the day later? You're gonna well, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if that's what I'm gonna bet. Ooh, okay. But I want like well, because all right, so you got uh Luis Robert Jr. is going up against the fifteen year old Oriole, Adley Adley <laughs> Rushman. You got Pete Alonso, he's the two C going up against seven, Julio Rodriguez. Hometown, though, Julio Rodriguez. And that kid, when he swings, let's go. Uh, three bats, Mookie Bats versus Vlad Guerrero Jr., six. Four, Araldis Garcia versus five, Randy Rosarena. Um, Pete Alonso is currently the favorite. Plus, uh, plus 300 last time I looked. Vladdy Jr., plus 375. Julio Rodriguez, plus 500. Uh, Luis Robert Jr., plus 550. Araldis Garcia, plus seven. Uh, Rosarena is plus 900. Bets plus a thousand. The fifteen year old is plus fourteen hundred. Plus fourteen hundred. Boy, all those numbers are tasty there, Levac. All those are real nice. Okay. Right. I think the winner comes out of the two seven. Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez. I think the winner comes out of that. I do. I really do. Which means it's gonna be Randy Rosarena, the one I don't want to win. But <laughs> but like it, it's those are the guys. Like Pete Alonso Pete Alonso has has bucked the trend of 
you went deep into the home run derby, so you suck the rest of the year. And he's also just, he likes it. You can tell he gets up for it. It's not, there's guys who do it because they feel like they have to. Like, like uh, Mookie Betts or something about, you know, the, his wife or whatever wants him to be in it. Like, there's all, there's all these, there's, there's a million reasons to be in the home run derby. The one that seems to suit people the best is I wanted to do it. Griffey wanted to be there. Sammy Sosa you had to show off the cork bat. You know, these, like these guys like who want to be there always seem to perform better than the other guys. Alonzo wants to do this. Harper in DC is another one. It was pretty cool for a time where like the hometown guy was making that run and the crowd was going ballistic. I'm blanking on one. I could have sworn there was one in Cincinnati years ago where it might have been. Oh my God! What's the kid from Tom's River, New Jersey? Todd Frazier. Yeah, Todd Frazier had that performance for the Cincinnati Reds, where that was right around the format changed, where the crowd was super into hometown guy with the clock winding down, hitting the home run, owning the night in front of your home crowd. The home run derby stands alone because this is that famous week in sports where it slows down to a full-on standstill. Basically, it's gotten better. Year in and year out. The change to this rule and what baseball does. NBA has their all-star Saturday night. The three-point shootout's pretty cool with really good shooters now. The dunk contest. People love to scream it's back for the last 20 years. And oddly, Kenny Smith continues to do odd commentary. I don't know why Kenny Smith's the all of a sudden the expert on dunking. I feel like somebody else should be there. But <laughs> this is great. This is a fun event. And every year it's been getting better. I feel like that's going to be the theme of this week where I'm going to use that phrase that's so popular in 2023 of giving baseball its flowers of let's give them credit for something they do right. It is the home run derby in this format with the bracket and the clock and everything else will be an exciting event because this could easily be this. You know what the critique of the home run derby could be? And I'm sure their non-baseball fans will do this and they do it every single year. And I'm sure you and I have talked about it in the past of, isn't this just batting practice? They changed it. It's not just betting right. practice. The crowd's into it. There's a competition. There's money balls or colored different balls the crowd no they've altered it enough that it feels like a competition rather than guys up there just getting their cuts in and i think one of the best things that i don't usually hear anybody talk about is to have your contemporary sitting on the sideline with family members and all this stuff because that way when you take your break and it's you know whoever pick pick a name from from your league you know so you're you're going crazy you're hitting and all of a sudden you know who comes running over to you it's I'm just like Bryce Harper comes running over and he's got a Gatorade a towel for you. He's like, come on, buddy, you got this. Like, there's something really cool about that. The kids are going nuts. Everything's happening. The timeout's very cool. It's just, it, it is, it's very well organized. It's well run. Um, bad news for you though, buddy. Hmm. So Adley Rushman, um, he is the first catcher in what is the last five years. Uh, uh, Royal Salvador Perez was also only one of the catcher in the last five years. Only one catcher has made it out of the first round. It's not great. Uh, Pudge. Pudge did it in 05. And Rushman has uh, 11 home runs. So Rushman strikes me as the guy who's he's either going to go out there and it's just going to be natural. He'll just relax and be fine. Or he's going to be the guy who goes out there and gets smoked and goes, well, you know, everybody knew I was just out here for fun. Like, he's, which one is he? Which one is he, guys? Come on. I feel like he can do well. Right. He's a different t- style catcher, hitter where he's got some speed. There was a wild stat. This was like a random night in June. I was watching the Orioles, and they said from home to first, so out of the box, he was the third fastest player in the American League. Now, that's a very specific stat that someone has a stopwatch out where he's hitting and 
hey, if you're a catcher who has power, who can hit, who can move, there's no wonder you were a first-round draft pick and one of the highly touted prospects, not just for the Orioles, but for baseball. So he's got a chance. Uh, you know what I'm thinking about, too, here for the Home Run Derby? And maybe this is just you and I looking for a critique or criticism of this player because yours has gone further back than mine. Shouldn't Otani be in this? Because 2021, he was in it. I had to Google that quickly. I'm like, I feel like Otani wasn't a home run derby. So he was in the 2021 home run derby out of Coors Field. He lost in a double overtime swing off to Juan Soto. But the season he's having now, where he's leading Major League Baseball in home runs, he went on that hot streak there at the end of June and July where it was like a, a wild stat where he had like 14 home runs in 21 games. Maybe that should be the thing baseball forces next. If you are the home run leader, you got to be in the home run derby. Like if you're a three point percent, like Kevin Herger was in the three point shootout this past year. He struggled. But if like you're the three point leader in field goals made, you should be in the three point shootout. If you're the top goal scorer in the NHL, you got to be in the goal competition. It feels like the hype of Otani is now the highest it's been now in 2023. Higher in 2021, higher in 2022. That's the only criticism I had of being like, you know, Otani's getting a lot of love. Maybe should be in this one. I wouldn't hate it. I, you know, like I, I got to be clear. I, I think that it would be fun to see it. But again, he has to want to be there because if he doesn't want to be there, he goes out half half asses it and just doesn't doesn't do anything. But that stinks. I also, I think I'm finally changing my tune in Otani a little bit. He's gone from circus freak to the guy who can pitch and can hit. Like he can do both. I'd like to see other people try to do it and see what happens. Um, but because he is one of the more dominant pitchers this year, because he is one of the, if the, if not the most dominant power hitter this year, what more do you want from the freaking guy? <laughs> Shut up, I mean, guys. Like, like, Enough. Oh God, he did it two years ago. Spoiled brat. Well, no, it's just, I, I agree with you. It would be great to always see. I would love to see a home run derby between judge and Otani. Like, I think, I think it'd be great. I don't think you'll ever get it. Like, I would say I would love to see Alonzo versus either one of those guys either. He going to keep going. Alonzo, I feel like Pete Alonzo, that's just, at some point, he, that's all he's going to do. He's going to be like 48. He doesn't even play anymore. He just shows up for the home run derby and just smokes people. But, like, I, I get it. But at the same time, again, if I'm the Angels, if I'm Otani's agent, I'm looking around and going, no. No, I'm not letting him take 75 extra swings. He already pitched, you know, he's on, he's on pace to pitch over 200 innings. He's on he's on pace to hit just fifty plus home runs. You guys have got enough out of him. You know when you get the rest out of him? When I get six hundred million dollars. That's when you get more out of him. <laughs> you got six hundred million dollars for him to be in the home run derby? Okay, I'll let him do it. Otherwise, go away. There's angel fans that probably are listening if they're on the East Coast. They're like, Oh, so now you want Otani to win a home run derby, pitch, hit, right. win the division, win the MVP, win the Cy Young, cook hot dogs. What if <laughs> we're in fourth place, guys? My God, this is what this is the storyline I want for the future for Shohei Otani. I want him to be a terrible pitcher the rest of the year, but a monster like hitter the rest of the season, and then next year win the Cy Young, still be a good hitter. He'll get MVP and Comeback Player of the Year. <laughs> like let's let's just buy. Let's go all the way in. Let's just give him everything. He's Silver Slugger, Comeback Player of the Year. Golden Glove, just everything. I know you're joking around about Alonzo doing it until he's in his late 40s. I will stick by this take. I will stick by it. 
And I know one more time I'm going to do the cross-sport comparison with the NBA. You know what? The NFL can get in on this. Hockey, you guys could all get in on my idea here. Bring back the legends. How fun would it be if we saw Pete Alonzo versus Mike Piazza? How fun would it you be? You have to do it differently. It has to be like a softball game or something. Yeah, I know they got the celebrity softball game, and now it's you know it's always pre-recorded. Major League Baseball's app too now lets you watch it live. If you are watching the Major League Baseball celebrity softball game live on July Fourth weekend, we need to have a conversation if you were doing that. But uh, yeah, I think. Have the, you seen Piazza lately? No, he, he like embodies the the nineteen eighties movie character who picks up Jean Claude Van Damme at the airport. And is his best friend, who's like best days are behind him. Like he looks like he's having he's a bright shirt, cigar hanging out of his mouth, living the best <laughs> life. Everything's great. Van Damme shows up. The local mob steals the kid, ends up shooting him on the way out. Like he's not baseball Piazza anymore. He's best friend in an action movie, Mike Piazza. Now that's who he is. All right, so so maybe not him. <laughs> so maybe we, maybe somebody else can go out there. I think it would be fun to see legends in their forties or fifties. Compete against current players, and maybe they'd get smoked, and maybe the oh, idea sounds. All right, they would get smoked. Even in the shooting competitions, right. this is like three I, point shootout. Three point shootout, maybe Reggie Miller, Bird, yeah, maybe. But again, like so much of people don't realize how much stamina goes into the, the three point shooting kind. Because if you start losing your win, like if you get too like hyped up and you don't breathe right, you're done. It's over. You're gonna you're gonna miss everything out there. So it's like if I'm not shooting all the time, it's probably real easy to lose their wind. Like it's got to be real easy. I don't know. It's hmm. 40 yard dash. Like Pac Man Jones, the rumors he ran a 4 5. He's like 40 years old now. Daryl Green, I bet, could have ran for a few more years. Still could. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Here's, here's what I can sell you on this. Instead of bringing back the elderly to play you know, against, against modern day athletes, whoever wins the home run derby can, can call out whoever they want for like the day after the season for a home run derby. <laughs> Anyone in the league, they can call them out and they have to do it. A second, go back. I don't hate that idea. I don't. I I don't hate it. But I see what you did there to, to present that idea. You said the elderly. Now, you, you, did you twist that to be like, is Gaz taking the side of the old person here? Is no, this no. What's just I, happened I think, here? I think you're. I think you're living in a PlayStation universe where you okay. think you can just go and I'll have Babe Ruth go up against Griffey, and then it'll be this one. And it's like, no, that only works. That only works when you only have to time the X button. That's these guys will get smoked. I know I know it's a, a different show for a different segment, but hot seat, cold seat, stock up, stock down. <laughs> I'll tell you who's on the hot seat for his legacy, and stock is down. It's poor Babe Ruth. Yeah, Man, but, he's getting dragged. He's, huh? a, he's a home running forever. Oh my God. Can't remember the last time. He stinks. Otani's better. Look at this bum. You know, it's it's funny, though, you mentioned it that way, because there there is this like move. There's this like, anti-Babe Ruth movement. Well, he never played against the black players. He never did this. He never did this. He never. Did. He still was a beast. And you mean to tell me that he would have been like he would have just been like he would just wilted. He would just walked away. Like, oh, sorry, there's a couple more good players out here. I gotta go, guys. Like, I don't, I don't foresee that being the situation. I don't know who told me this. I don't know if it was when I was at the beach. I don't know if it was on the internet. Could have been my own dad. I don't remember who said the idea that the rumor is out there now that. Babe Ruth wanted to stop being a pitcher so he could enjoy the nightlife. I would believe that. I, I don't know. I would too. I don't not. know if there's any article out there that's really proving that. But yeah, there. Babe Ruth is getting it this summer because yeah. of how good Otani is. That just shows you how, how miserable we are as as a as a species. Like we we just tear everybody down. Now it's like 
Babe, you know what? I haven't seen Babe Ruth even play in years. I don't think he. I don't think he's got it anymore. Like, wait, we're killing. We're going after Babe, huh? Oh, Ryan on Twitter just had a good point here. Appreciate okay. Ryan chiming in here. Ellie De La Cruz, the hottest name in baseball right now. Cincinnati Reds stole second, stole third, stole home the other night. Monster, big dude. Reds are in first place. We bummed. He's not in it. A hundred percent. And that's and that's the problem with the way. And I, and I almost don't like bringing it up because I don't have the full solution right now. But like the fact that Aaron Judge is a starter in the All Star game when we all knew there was absolutely zero chance he would be in it, and De La Cruz, who is the hottest player in baseball right now, had no chance of being in it. Like at some point, somebody should look around and went like, "Okay, um, whoever, somebody has a paper cut, you got to go." De La Cruz is in. Like he's got, or or at least call the kid and say, "Hey, come here. We're going to try to find a way to get you involved." He's got to be involved. He's the hottest thing in baseball. And it's not even close. He stole second, third at home. <laughs> Helmet's basically not even on his head. Just takes yeah. off and runs. It's just and like you can see it was one of those moments where just like little kids, everybody's looking around like, well, it's not even fair. He's not being fair anymore. I was chatting with Doug and Rachel this morning and I said, Do you think De La Cruz even looks at the signs? Do you think they're just like do whatever? Just I think, yeah. You know, you mentioned the little kid thing. It's like, no, 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 no. Skin is steel. No. Hey, hey, uh, he's no, 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 again. Right. I mean, he's on second. Just let him go. Whatever. <laughs> right. I want to go throw him out. He's going to play. There's like a moment. Out. There's a moment where, like, you know, somebody comes up to him and goes, I just want to let you know that first time that doesn't work, I'm going to kick your butt. We're going to talk. But until then, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you better keep it working. Keep it working. You'll be fine. Keep it working. Uh, yeah. So, home run derby tonight. I, I will have my official uh, play in the play of the day to end the show. But um, I, th- I do think the winner is coming out of that 2 7. Pete Alonso versus Rodriguez, the home hometown versus the polar bear. I know the home run derby has gotten innovative and changed some rules, and it feels like it's for the better. Like, I gotta get your take on something that another sport did that's changed their sport. And if you think this is innovative or overthinking, that's the Monday theme: overthinking or smart, dumb or genius. A lot of things in sports are leaning back and forth between that line. <laughs> Uh, Dom or Gene, like actually, it feels like everything in my life is is rocketing towards the the dumb part. So I can't. I don't know if I don't know if I'm any help at this point. <laughs> I'll tell you coming up. We'll find yeah. out how about. All right. All right. Uh, but you gotta tell me. Well, I thought you were gonna tell me about Lillian David. Oh yes, Lillian David Fine Jewelers, my friends over at Lillian David Fine Jewelers, Alyssa, David, and the entire crew over there. That relationship I've had with Lillian David Fine Jewelers is one that I continue to cherish because. Guess what? When I got engaged, Lillian David Fine Jewelers helped me find the ring that I was looking for. When it came to that big moment to pop the question, David gave me advice on exactly what I should do. Uh, maybe the engagement didn't go that way. <laughs> that's okay. She said yes. That's all that matters. But Lillian David Fine Jewelers family owned and operated business right there in Wilton is going to help you find exactly what she is looking for this summer. And the great thing going on this month, how about this? If you stop by the store right there, at the shops of Wilton, you can enter to win one and a half carat lab-grown diamond. That's right. No purchase is necessary. You stop by Lillian David Fine Jewelers right now until July 31st. You fill out the form in-store. It's your chance to win one and a half carat lab-grown diamond going on all through the month of July. Shout out to everybody over there from Tammy to G and more helping me find those Diamonds, by the way, celebrated my fifth anniversary with my wife last month. They helped me find that. And guys, whatever she's looking for, they can help you find it. It's Lillian David, Fine Jewelers, the shops of Wilton. When you stop it, you see Alyssa, David, G, Tammy, whoever it is, tell me you heard about Gaza's story from right here 
on Fox Sports 980-95.9. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The podcast Big Sugar explores the secretive and immoral multi-billion dollar sugar industry and its epic legal battle with migrant sugarcane harvesters. It's a 25-year case that exposes the hard truths about how sugar is grown, cultivated, and sold. Three sole practitioners came together to produce this huge case. If they were right, then these workers were owed tens of millions of dollars in extra wages. We just sort of looked at each other and said, wow. Listen to Big Sugar on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I won, I can't believe it. Every day is a winning day for Rivers Casino and Resort because of our employees. Voted one of the top workplaces by the Albany Times Union, Rivers Casino and Resort offers matching 401k, tuition and fitness reimbursement, medical, dental, and vision. Looking for an opportunity to grow and develop? Our positions range from finance and marketing to gaming, security, and so much more. Find your path at RiversCasino.com. That's RiversCasino.com. Hey, let's get out of here. With Audible, we could root for a lone astronaut as he tries to save Earth from disaster. Maybe go for a run with the founder of the world's biggest sneaker brand. We could get the tea on the real-life media mogul succession drama. Or find out what life is really like for an Oscar-winning actress. I mean, with Audible, we could go anywhere. There's more to imagine when we listen. Hear the latest audiobooks, podcasts, and originals at audible.com. Hey, it's back for the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with my good friend, Dr. Fred Dreer. Dr. Dreer is the man, and the sleep center is doing great things. I-, I like to call them miracle workers. They try to tone me down a little bit. But when you go from not sleeping, and for me, severe sleep apnea, snoring like you wouldn't believe, is just pure nastiness, no fun, terrible for your health, terrible for your energy, terrible for your mood. And then you find out that you get a, a mouthpiece that will open up your airways, and keep you, you know, snoring less, keep you breathing while you're sleeping, which then gets you that good rest and you see what the difference is, it's hard not to be super excited about it. I can only recommend them so much, and by so much, I mean all the time. 518-885-6185, 518-885, Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Balson Spa. They'll help me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better, too. All right, how y'all doing? It's a it's it's a weird Friday. So for for people, because it's a Monday, it's, it feels like we have. You know what, man? I'm just I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I need, so here's what here's what happened. I'm gonna be perfectly honest, everybody. Oh, no. Perfectly honest. 
I had a second C4 that I was going to drink for my energy drink today, and and I threw it in a bag and I gave it to Gaz and I forgot that. So I'm I'm struggling. I need a boost. Also, at one point, I need a boost bad. Over the last five minutes, there was the blinking light here in the studio. So like, show's rolling fine. Before no, I don't we, know about that. No, no, no. Before we even hit the air, I'm like, man, I start, can we start over? I t- I jinxed us so it. bad. I told the back and forth. I'm like, man, everything's going so well. Like this. Uh, Life is on fire. Ah, blinking lights with days and ah. Yeah, it's bad. Um, all right, so we were, you were alluding to um, something you want to discuss, and it is the NBA in-season tournament. Yeah, this in-season. Can you even explain it to me? Because I don't even know what it is. I hate it so much. If that doesn't help you figure out where I'm going to go. <laughs> the in-season tournament's going to tip off on November 9th. It's going to go all the way to mid-December. Now, this is going to be like a World Cup-style conferences in different pots separated by regular season standing. So, November 3rd, 10th, 14th. I don't even, I don't want to go through the dates. That's going to be ridiculous. So, the knockout stage up until the title game on December 9th. The idea of this, according to Adam Silver, it's been bounced around the league for about 15 years. I believe the hope of this is to give more incentive and have the regular season mean more in the NBA. One of the biggest criticisms of the NBA is that the players really don't care about the games early in the season, load management, they want to sit out. So the NBA tried to find a new way to make it more exciting to watch NBA basketball earlier in the season. The idea is good. How do we make people care about our product more? How do we put our television partners and rights with the TV rights coming up for the NBA? How do we make this more exciting? But Levesque, this I'm with you on. I want to be optimistic because we just came off a conversation about the home run derby and baseball. A lot of things that have changed in sports, and I'm not a person who's a big fan of any type of change in my life. Most of these have gone pretty well. The NFL, we've got more offense. Every, this one I'm hesitant towards, like the past changes. And if I compare them to more recent sport changes, I don't know if they've really done this the way they should have or are going to get the results they hoped for. Yeah, I so <clears throat> as you mentioned, so it starts Friday, November third. It 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 ends on December 9th. It starts with group play, so all thirty teams randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based on one loss records from twenty two twenty three. So not even the team that you are this year decides what group you go into the following year. So you do <laughs> so November third. To the 28th, you play four designated group play games on, quote, tournament nights. One game against each opponent in its group, two games at home, two on the road. Then you have the knockout round. Eight teams advance to the knockout round. And through that, you you be able to find your champion for this in-season tournament. Am I mistaken that it doesn't have a season ramification? Like it's a whole another, it's a separate season. Correct. In the middle of your season. Yeah. So it's not like you became, it's not like I went and played a World Cup. It's not like I went and, and you know, did the big three or the Olympics or any of those things. In in I stopped my season to play another season in the middle of my season. Yeah. And I get nothing out of it. Like if I win it, I don't get like a, a, an automatic bid you get the, the NBA, playoffs. You get the NBA Cup. So I get nothing out of it. <laughs> and so I, I obviously hate it. I hate it because you get nothing out of it. Like, do the, do the 
do the games played during the tournament count towards your season win total? Do do they pl- are they obviously going to play less games during the season now because you can't you can't just tack on 20, 30 games or whatever the hell it's going to be in for some of these teams. So, uh, ridiculous. I hate it. Does it matter that I hate it? Because if you're going to do this World Cup style, are you even trying to appeal to us with it? Or is this like trying to get overseas fans, like soccer fan, to go, oh, that's cool. Let me check that out. You know what? Initially... When I heard about this over the weekend that the groups have finally been set and you saw the matchups and ESPN was presenting it and Malika Andrews and Richard Jefferson are out there dancing around per, oh, look at this, this is the greatest thing ever. They had to do their duty and everything else. But you brought the soccer comparison. That was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, okay, I get what they're doing. They're trying to do the soccer thing because uh, the Premier League and other leagues across the pond have this happen uh, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, you remember season three, they talk about this, where the teams break off and have a big tournament in the yeah, middle of the season. the friendlies. The friendlies. Is that what it is? That's usually. I don't know if that's what the tournament's what? called. I don't know. It's right, friendly, well, it's a friendly because it doesn't really matter. Right, right, right. So here's the problem with the soccer comparison. That's It doesn't work here because the soccer comparison, it's cool because one of these in-season tournaments, it's all these teams that are viewed as like, the Premier League's the top team, but then you have a lower-level team. And then you have a big team, and then a lower-level team. So it's not and, and let's end this part. They never play each other during the regular season. So when you go into these in-season tournaments, it's matchups you don't see any other time. There's the special part of that. In the NBA, these teams play each other all the time. Mm. So it's not like, oh my God, can you believe it? The Sixers are playing the Magic. What? No, no, no. It's December. Like, we get that. What could have made this cooler... Because I feel like this is not going away anytime soon. Because if they finally invested in this, and I do agree with the point that the early part of the NBA season might be the most wasteful part of any season because the players just don't want to do it and now offering them a half a million dollars to win the cup. There is an incentive to make the games matter. It would have been cooler for me if they won. You added the international flavor. It'd be cool if the things played in Spain and like the best team in Spain and the best team in France is taking on the best team in the U.S. Now all of a sudden like, could the Warriors beat a team from Greece? We'd all assume yes. But put it back in a bubble kind of thing? Something like that, where you have a little bit more international flavor to it. I'm like, okay, that would be pretty cool. That would be something that I think across the world people would be interested in. Or add the G League teams. Toss a G League team in there. All of a sudden, like, oh, you know those guys fighting for those roster spots? How much of there is a difference between a bad NBA team, I don't know, the Pistons, versus the Tulsa 66ers? That'd be kind of cool. I don't even know if that's their name, but like that would be cool if the G League team got added. One person could suggest this. What if they added college teams? What if all of a sudden they said, you know what? Uh, like the dream team of 92. There's a rumor out there that the best college team back then beat the dream team, the 92 dream team. And that's when like the whole season changed and Chuck Daly made these guys play harder. There are other ways to make this cooler. I just don't think NBA teams facing off against other NBA teams for half a million dollars is going to do something for the fans. I here's here's the thing, right? So Knicks aren't going to win an NBA championship for what three to five, probably, probably at least. If, if everything goes perfect, maybe three years they'll have a chance to actually win one. If everything goes crazy perfect somehow. Like maybe they're competing in two years. So let's say you win this the in season tournament. Do you care? Like, as a Knicks fan, the Knicks win the in-season tournament. Meanwhile, 
<clears throat> the Celtics win the NBA championship. Do you think I'm a, as a Knicks fan, I'm going to go up to my friends who are Celtics fans and be like, yeah, but we got the in-season tournament. <laughs> no. Like, can we do something where you, you the winner of this tournament gets like the, the first pick in the draft? Like replay or 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 automatic playoff spot in the play-in game, or or does it get well? How, what if this decides the play-in game somehow? I don't know. Or is it? How about this? You get inserted into the NBA draft lottery if you win the in-season tournament, and you three you have a three percent chance of winning the NBA draft lottery if you win this thing. And I add three. We add three percent if you're already in it. Give me something. Give give me some kind of ramification, repercussion, future interest in this thing beyond just, we had a really cool idea for a tournament the other night, and we we're like, hell, let's go with it. Like, this is how, in the NBA All-Star game, same way, all right, we're going to we're gonna play to this score. Then we're going to play to this score. I, I can't watch it anymore. I don't understand what the hell's going on. I'm okay with accepting some type of nuance in sports and change when I think it can benefit, but the, I'm going to use one of my favorite lines I use on this show, Shark Tank. Idea is good, execution is poor. The idea of an in-season tournament, making things matter, making people care about it is a great idea, but there needs to be a few more things added for us who do this for a living and care about sports and love watching it for us to care about what's going on well, on this one. That's what I'm saying. Is this, is this even for us? Because you and I are going to watch the latter half of the season. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch most next games if I get a chance. If you're not gonna, I'm not going to not watch a lot of games. Is this for the person who likes other sports? Is this to try and grab grab your attention? The person who likes soccer, the person who likes you know international play, the person who likes the, the different things. Is this to get your attention during the season? Because again, if I'm a player, do I care? Like like I, I get it, there's five hundred thousand dollars a line, but if I'm a player and I go, oh, I have my load management days were coming up during this. I'm not doing this. Well, hey, five hundred grand. Hey, 500 mil. Like, I've got a, a full max coming. I don't know. It just doesn't It doesn't quite add up for me. Like, it's just, to your point, it's it's close, but it's not quite there. But I just don't, I need something. I need you to give me give me a reason this matters. Or just don't do it. Wrap it around all the All-Star break. Do it as part, all, all part of the All-Star or something. I don't know. Something different than just, hey, uh, pause, pause, pause. Oh, okay, why are we stopping the season? Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's time for the in-season tournament. Oh great! Okay. Well, cool. soccer does it; it'll work. Right. But that's not the. But the other thing with thing. soccer too, like they do split it up by country a lot of times. So it's like you end up playing against your teammates. Just read. Just read your after everybody. Well, the, and the reason they won't do that, it, then teams will lose their home games, and no way they'll go for less less revenue. And we don't want to see Danny Rojas being mean. It was weird. It definitely changed everything for me. Uh, Levac Gaz, Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine nine eighty. We got your top four or four coming up next, but right now. I want to tell you about USX Pest Control, usxpest.com. That's their website. Go check it out today. You can learn a little bit about what they're up to, but most importantly, you can schedule your free inspection today. They're going to come out. Tim's going to come out to, the, to your house, your apartment, your business, whatever it is. He's going to walk around. He's going to inspect. He's going to go, okay, this means this. That means that. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what I recommend you do to keep your home, your family safe. For me, for Gaz, it was the non-chemical exclusion package. And then for me, guys, it was uh, we're going to spray the yard because you know it's prone to ticks in this area. We're going to get rid of mosquitoes, and then we're going to come back. We're going to get rid of bees. 
My brother-in-law does that for a living. I'm talking about like staring out at the insects, trying to figure out the trees, trying to figure out the environment. So when he comes over, I always see him walking around my backyard. I'm like, what's oh, he yeah. looking at? Oh, yeah, you don't see any insects anymore, do you, Uncle Jacob? Huh? You don't see anything <laughs> out there. Thanks to our friends over at USX Pest Control. <laughs> Take that. And now you don't have to spray for Jacob anymore either. Schedule <laughs> your free inspection today at usxpest.com. LeVac God's top four at four next right here. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. Wendy's BOGO $1 deal is back at participating.